0: Well, what's up, Propel Church? We're so grateful you've joined us today. My name is Noah Black. I'm joined here with Pastor Nick. And so, for the past couple of weeks, we've been in a series called Asking for a Friend. And normally, what we would do is with a series like this is end it with a live QA. But for today, we're going to take some of the questions that we weren't able to address in the messages and in the teachings throughout the past couple of weeks, and we're going to pull them into here. And we have the privilege to hear from Pastor Nick on some
1: of these questions. Yeah, man, I'm so excited to be here today to get to answer some questions because, you know, one of the things I love about our church is that we're not just building message series um, for the purpose of, of just having a good Sunday morning. We really want to answer and tackle the questions that you have in real life. And I think a series like this gives us the ability to do that, sure. especially a Q&A like this as well. So glad to be here. Yeah,
0: for sure. So let's go ahead and jump right in. The first question we have
1: is, is there a right way to pray? is there a right way to pray? So, like, short answer, I could look right into the camera and I could say no, and then I could go next question, but, like, I won't do that (laughs) to you guys today. I really feel like, you know, when, when we ask the question, is there a right way to pray, it's because we've listened to people pray or we've heard people pray, and we realize that like our prayers don't sound like theirs. Especially, you know, I've been praying with people before and like they come out the gate with a, you know, like a dear Lord, Father, God, Lord, Father, God, you know. And it's like, you can do that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't pray that way, that's okay. Because there's no right way to pray. But when I think about prayer, you know, I, I like to think of the passage in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter Uh, 4, verse 15 and 16, where it talks about how um, we don't have a high priest who can't empathize with us in all things because in all things he was tested. Meaning that, you know, Jesus went through all the struggles. And right after Scripture talks to us about the fact that Jesus went through all of these struggles and all of these hardships, it says, so now let us boldly Mm -hmm. approach the throne room of grace And so what it shows me is in my life, you know, you and I have a relationship and the way we talk to each other changes based on maybe how we're feeling or how our week's been or whatever. But when we come to God, no matter what we're feeling like or what we're going through, he's been through it before. And because we know that on the front end, we can boldly approach him. We can run to him. So is there a right way to pray? No, But the best way to pray is in every moment when you feel like God might not understand what you're going through, remember that he does and choose to run to him, choose to seek after him because he not only knows your struggle, but he wants to talk to you in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, that's so good. It's all about that authenticity. I love that.
1: Uh, The next
0: question that we have is, is it okay for a follower of Jesus to use social media?
1: Um, I think it depends on who you are, because right, like the truth is, some of the people who are watching this right now, like you, don't need a social (laughs) media account, and it's mostly because you don't know how to how to filter yourself. Mm. Um, I, I think it's really dangerous for Christians who lack spiritual maturity to have a social media account, because at the end of the day, social media is a tool. So some people go, oh, right, like it's from the devil, or you know facebook is going to give us the mark of the beast or actually right now it's like what was it 5g that's what people are super terrified of (laughs) that 5g is it and and the truth is um it's just a tool right right? facebook is not good or bad because just like money money's a tool it's not good or bad but the love of money Mm -hmm. is what's evil i think if we understand that social media is a tool um tools come with instructions and guidelines. Yeah. Like there's a safe way to use it. There's a right way to use it. And so when I have, like for my personal social media account, um, like there's two f- primary filters that I run things through. Mm-hmm. The first one is, um, am I sharing biblical truth mm-hmm. or personal opinion? Um, because at the end of the day, um, and some people who are watching this might not like this, but that's okay. They can send an email to uh, wcochran at right? Um, but at the end of the day, God doesn't care about my opinions. Mm. He has a standard of truth, and if there's an opinion that I have that doesn't align with God's word, then it's a wrong opinion Wow. because as a follower of Jesus, I've deducted that I am submitted to the truth of God. Mm. So anything in my life that doesn't line up with his truth shouldn't be in my life. Wow. And it shouldn't be shared. Right, yeah. Because whether I like it or not, I'm a representative of Christ. Yeah, yeah. And the second question would be, am I pointing people towards Jesus or away from him Wow, in everything that I post? Yeah. So it's not just like... And, and, and some people may say, you know, well... Like, Tori just got a new puppy, so we're posting pictures of this cute little furball. Um, you know, how does that help people meet Jesus? Well, it doesn't point them away from him, and so we're right. good. Right, yeah. And, and so running things through a filter, running things through a gauge, like, really gives you the ability to um, utilize social media for what it is. It's a tool that God can use, and... Uh, Corinthians chapter three, uh, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter three, verse 17 says, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, Mm. do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God, the father through him. Mm. So whether in word or in deed, and what we think about sometimes with social media, and I think we don't realize it is, um, The way we used to talk would be through cell phone or through phones like or just in person. Right. But the majority of the way that people interact and engage with our words in 2020 is through social media. So whether on social or through deeds, do it all in the name of the Lord. Everything you do, everything I do is to be done for God's glory and if it's not, then, like, then you're just not ready for social media. Right, and, yeah. and that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just know that. And, and then <laughs> remove yourself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So.
0: yeah, and you bring that up. I think that it's, it's such a great question. We have another question in here that ties in well with that that says, what is your take on the recent events involving Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd? And so I know social media fuels a lot of that conversation right now so what would you say to that
1: yeah I mean man there's so much to say with it because um, like truthfully my heart hurts right now for for a lot of that because um, you know okay so I was reading some statistics the other day and and, and people can disagree with stats all day um, but America is made up of, um, you know, like 70-something percent uh, Caucasian people and about 13% African American. And the number of African Americans who died from police officers uh, and the number of uh, Caucasian people that died from police officers was just off by like 50 or 60 people. Mm -hmm. And hear me really clearly. That's not to say that all police officers are bad Right. We don't believe that at all. I've got some great friends who are police officers who are doing their best to help with reforms and make sure that these things don't happen. Um, But the truth is, our African-American brothers and sisters right now are hurting and there's rioting that's taking place. There's, you know, all of this chaos and confusion that's going on. And I think what's happening right now is there's so much unfiltered Pain Mm. that's being expressed in the form of rioting and things like that. And as a Caucasian male, it would be ridiculous for me to think that I could post something on social media that would accurately articulate the pain of other Mm. people who are going through things that I've never experienced. And the truth is, we need Jesus in this season. We need Jesus in this situation because we don't, as a Caucasian male, I don't understand Mm. fully what's going on. But I think one of the biggest problems, especially in the South, is we've been a little too passive in not calling racism sin. Mm. And we just kind of talked about it as an issue, like something that's culturally there. But at the end of the day, racism is a sin and it's not from God. And most of us wouldn't feel like at all that we have you know, any bend toward racism. But if a white guy walks into a restaurant like with an open carry pistol on his hip and we celebrate that because he's, he's you know, recognizing his Second Amendment right mm-hmm. and an African-American guy walks into that same restaurant with a gun on his hip and we get scared, mm-hmm. there's a bend in yeah. our heart That has to be addressed. And we we have to start dealing with those issues. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says, There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're white, there is no race Mm. in the kingdom of God. Right. We're going to get to heaven, and it's going to be so multi-ethnic, which is why our heart as a church is to be a multi-ethnic right. church. Yeah. Now, Mount Pleasant is like over 96% white, and I think our church accurately reflects our community, right. but as our community grows, we're going to become more and more diverse, yeah. and I'm telling you, I'm not waiting until I get to heaven to, to celebrate with my African-American yeah, brothers so and sisters good. in Christ. Yeah. Um, and and let me just address one more thing, too, because right now, like one of the things that I see a lot of people um, doing and and kind of talking about is, um, you know, that all lives matter. Right. Mm-hmm. So a- as a white person, I think sometimes we get afraid of saying things like black lives matter because we feel like um, when we say black lives matter, we're for some reason now saying that all lives don't matter. Mm. That's not what we're saying at all. Yeah. The, the truth is, go, go back and look at Jesus. When Jesus is uh, Luke chapter 15, Jesus is uh, with the 99 sheep. He's got 100 sheep and he loses one. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He goes after the yeah. one. Yeah. He doesn't go, I'm, I am pro all sheep, <laughs> right? <laughs> he says, there's one that's lost and hurting, right. and I'm willing to go after it. And when we're saying, I'm I'm willing to say black lives matter, not because I think that all lives don't matter. I'm 100% pro-life. Like, I believe all lives matter. But here's what I know. There's a lost and broken, hurting community that doesn't need the church to just sit inside the doors, but needs people to run as fast as they can to say, hey, you're hurting, and whatever I can do, yeah. I'm willing to help, I'm willing to serve. And And I think for my African-American brothers and sisters who are watching this right now, I would just say, um, we're willing to learn, we're willing to listen, and we love you. Amago uh, day is this uh, word that translates to we're created in the image of God, yeah. and, and that supersedes Caucasian people. Uh, we believe that every single one of us were made, handcrafted, and created in the image of God, and we love you. And if there's any way that we can serve you as a church or that I can serve you as a pastor, I want to do that. And for the Caucasian people in our church, I would just say this is a really good season to be slow to speak Mm. and eager to listen. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything you're hearing. It means that you need to listen and ask God how you can learn. Yeah. In this season, yeah,
0: yeah, that's an incredibly good challenge for us as a church and just as people in general, how to respond to something like that. Um, for this next question, I know we've been uh, utilizing like this word a lot, like talking through a lot with our team and the people part of our church. This word, spiritual warfare, and we got this question in that says, "Can you explain spiritual warfare?" And so I think that's a very fitting question for us as a church right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I mean, even with the the riots and stuff like that we need to recognize that there is an element of spiritual warfare that is actively going on as we speak. The enemy has some names that we find in Scripture, right? He's the father of lies. He's the author of confusion. He creates chaos, division, and dissension. Mm. And when, when you have people who, uh, when riots are happening, you know, I've got some friends who have been down in Charlotte, and they've been praying with people actively and, and they, they've said you can tangibly feel the atmosphere shift wow. in, into darkness mm. because the enemy sees division and he, he jumps in right. as fast as he can to create more and more of it. And so when we talk about like what is spiritual warfare, I'm glad we brought this up because we've always wanted to be a church um, for the unchurched and for the lost. And so yeah. sometimes we'll throw names out or we'll throw sayings out that are more churchy like... Spiritual warfare, and to spiritual warfare is just the recognition that there is a battle going on in the spirit realm, yeah. outside of the physical realm that we're dwelling in. Yeah, for sure. And where we see that is Ephesians chapter six. So let me read you a passage of scripture uh, really quick. This is what it says. It says um, a final word to Paul's ending Ephesians chapter six. He says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of an unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So Paul is giving us as believers a... Blueprint or or a game plan. Yeah. Because our easy thing to think about is that because you're in front of me, my issue is with you. Mm. Like when I have a problem, when there's division or dissension, my natural response is to go, Noah caused this, let me throat punch Noah. You know? Yeah. And and but the truth is, Paul says, our battle Mm. is not against flesh and blood. So as a follower of Jesus you have to recognize spiritual warfare. Otherwise, you're going to consistently attack the wrong enemy. Mm. And if you attack the wrong enemy, you're going to, A, create more enemies, but if you don't start fighting against the schemes of the devil that are taking place in your life, there's never going to be the opportunity for you to claim victory because you've been attacking the wrong source the entire time. So recognizing spiritual warfare is the ability for me to go, No, when we have a problem, my battle's not against flesh and blood. Mm. My battle's against the enemy who wants to create division and he wants to create dissension and he wants to cause chaos in my life. And I can either let him do that or I can claim victory over spiritual warfare because as followers of Jesus, we don't fight for victory, we fight from it. Because Jesus already won the battle, he already won the war. And so... It's my decision as a follower of Jesus on whether or not I let the enemy win in my life. And the way that I don't let him win is I recognize spiritual warfare and I recognize the schemes of the enemy. Mm. And I just stop letting the enemy take my lunch money, man. (laughs) Like, Don't let him beat you up. Yeah. Remind him that he was defeated, and because he's defeated, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead yeah. now lives within you. Yeah, come on, come on,
0: yeah. If we don't fight for victory, we fight from victory. If you guys ain't hitting the hard emoji on that, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I'm gonna tell come you something. On. Um, so good. This is a really good question. Um, how do I grow in my faith and read my Bible?
1: So. This is an incredible question because I think, like, everybody in the world is asking this. I'm I'm still asking this question. Because if you ever get to the place where you feel like you don't need to learn anymore or you don't need to grow, the truth is you've become a Pharisee and you're probably not getting into heaven. Wow. And and (laughs) you might say, like, that sounds really harsh, but that's exactly what Jesus walks them through. These religious leaders felt like they had it all together. They had learned all the information. They knew it all. And, and Jesus says, you're whitewashed tombs. Like, you're a, a fig tree. And I love the parable of the fig tree, right? I'm going to hit this for a second, and I'm gonna actually answer your question. Because when Jesus talks about the parable of the fig tree, what he says is, you're a tree um, that should produce fruit, but you have none. Mm. And that's what many followers of Jesus are like. They, they should produce fruit because they've said they're a fig tree, but you ain't got nothing. So... The way we grow in our faith is is like I think super practical. Um, you need a time, a place, and a plan. Mm. So um, if you're watching this right now, look. I know for me, the chaos and the busyness of life sometimes removes my ability to dig into Scripture. Um, like or, or I feel that way mm. because. I have all the time I need to do everything God, God has called me to do. So in the event that I don't have time to read my Bible, I've obviously misappropriated my time or my priorities are out of alignment. Wow. So I need a time, a place, and a plan. So what time am I going to read my Bible, whether that's in the mornings or at night or during my lunch break? like You need it calendared. I schedule everything. Um, you know, right. You and I have every other week meetings and, and I live my life based on my calendar because I schedule what's important for me. Mm, So if I don't have a time mapped out where I'm spending time with God, for me, it's, it's not important and I want to make sure it is important. So a time, a place, um, for some of some people like where they get caught up is they just try and spend time with Jesus anywhere. Um, but if you're a mom with seven kids in the middle of your living room, like, that may be a struggle for you. And and I'm not saying that you can't spend time with Jesus there. I think you may need to, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe it's like, you know, y- you finally get to use the bathroom for 20 minutes a day. And, like, that's where you... You spend time with Jesus. If your place is the toilet, like your place is the toilet, where wherever you need, like have a place. It may be a specific room in your house. It may be a spot at your office, but have a dedicated area, um, and then a plan. Like so, you Version has great Bible reading plans. Um, there's devotionals that you can do. You may we did a twenty one day walk through John, which I would recommend for like literally everyone on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's so many things you can do. And with something like Version, which is an app, you have the ability to do it with your friends as well, which I think is a big, big asset for accountability yeah. and uh, growth and development. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you said you make time for what's important. I think that that's, that's huge. And
0: for me too, like applying in that, reminding myself that, what I put into something, what I want to get out of something, it, it revolves around what I put into it. And so if I expect that it's going to be miserable, then I'm going to feel miserable. Yeah. But,
1: but well, whenever I and, expect that, yeah. And, you know, that's the law of sowing, mm, right? Yeah. What I reap is based on what I've sown. Yeah. Yeah. So what many of us do is we want to make a withdrawal, but we've never made a deposit. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, you know, from your own bank account, like it just doesn't work that way. Right. The only way you have the ability to make a withdrawal is if you first made a deposit. Mm, yeah. So we have to get better in the habit of making a deposit. And it, they don't have to be $100 deposits every time. Mm. So if you have five minutes and you can take some time and read scripture, yeah. th- it's a deposit. Yeah. Because there's going to come a time where you need a withdrawal. So good, and yeah. so sow in, invest in. And then you, when you need it, you'll be able to pull out. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So for the last question that we had, it's a little bit of a loaded
0: question. It says, how do you handle stress?
1: Some weeks better than others. Right? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, stress is complicated, right? Because we all have it, but none of us want it. Mm. I don't know anybody that's like, man, I'd love to be stressed <laughs> out right now. Um, It's certainly not me. And And this season, truthfully, for me, has been one of like, crazy roller coasters i mean mm-hmm. not just like pastoring in this season has been different and difficult because i've never done it before and you know normally when there's things that you haven't done you just go like pick up a book and for me i go pick up a book and i read it and i'm like i don't know how to do that now like i'm good yeah. no one's written a book on pastoring in a pandemic yet and so <laughs> stay tuned it's coming no i'm just <laughs> it maybe but um, I think so. Stress for me, two two like super practical things. Um, the first thing that I do when I start to get stressed out is I assess if I have uh, misplaced my hope in something. Mm, wow. So, for me, um, oftentimes I find that I do get stressed out financially. Mm. Um, in the event that I get stressed out financially, there's a good chance that I have um, placed too much hope. In my own wow. self, being a provider, yeah. or I've placed my hope in money, or I've placed my hope in you know my job, or, or rather than my sole hope being in God. Right. And so when I get stressed, I, I take an assessment of like, hey, have I put my hope in the wrong things? Mm. Because if I have put my hope in the wrong things, the good news is I do have the ability to you know redirect and come back. And so, um, you know, have I put my hope in the wrong stuff? And then the second thing that I try and remember when I get stressed out um, is that God has been faithful through every season. Yeah. And the faithfulness of God is not conditional based on my circumstances or situation. Mm. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. And so when I get into the place where I'm thinking about how am I going to get through this? What's going on? And I start to get really stressed out. I remember the moments in previous seasons where I felt that same way and was like, at the end of it, God totally got me through it. Like he carried me through this whole season. And so, you know, I would say um, like, we've just got to consistently remember that God is gracious, and He's faithful, and He hasn't brought us this far to drop us now. I believe that a lot of times, um, the seasons and things that we go through were meant to stretch us, not to strain us, Mm. and that's what we have to focus on in whatever season that we're in. Yeah.
0: Wow, what an incredible truth from Pastor Nick. How do we handle stress? We place our hope and trust in Jesus, and not things of this world like money or jobs. For some of us watching here today, we may have never placed our hope or trust in Jesus. So what I'd like to do is extend an opportunity to you. If that's you right now, would you walk through this prayer with me? Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. I place my hope
1: and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.